0: Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor.
1: Isn't springtime amazing? It is so good to have warm weather in the springtime. Yeah, loving it, loving it. So before we get into today's show, we got some heavy stuff, and we're going to visit the Keystone State today, Pennsylvania. But before we get there, don't forget to subscribe to the Dharmic Evolution. Go over to the website, DharmicEvolution.com. You know the drill. And sign up for your favorite, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Ghana or one of the uh, newest ones out. And they they're just keep coming. You know, everybody loves podcasting now. So I'm liking that a lot. Um, Also, I want you to please check out Spotify. We have now two playlists, and uh, one is titled Aquila. The other one is titled Orion. They're named after the star constellations, and your music might be on there. There's 60 songs in total, 30 on each playlist, and it is exclusively for Dharmic Evolution alumni guests who have been on this show. Isn't that cool? We're building a lot more, folks. So uh, stay tuned. Check it out. And if you're on there, of course, grab the link and post it on your socials and uh, get more people to uh, support you and your fellow brother artists, fellow brother and sister artists from around the world. That's what it's there for. You can find these lists by typing in Dharmic Evolution on Spotify and look for Dharmic Rising Stars, Aquila and Orion. Or you can check out the links in the show notes, of course. Today, we're going up to the great state of Pennsylvania and we're going to visit with this band and uh, they have a combined array of styles. They were brought together by fate, friends, and a little luck. And ever since then, they've been writing new material, performing songs and all written by individual members before they were together but now they've got this this great gig they're playing shows locally regionally they've done everything from 50 seats to a thousand seats you better strap up your seat belts because we're taking a ride today from the music city all the way up to the great keystone state of pennsylvania to visit with circle of sanity's own josh sapna all right josh welcome to the dharmic evolution thank you so uh a pennsylvania man not far from my old stomping grounds of new jersey um and you got some pretty heavy music here really uh really excellent stuff you guys are working on and uh congratulations on your latest um from the circle of sanity thank you yeah so uh so how did we come up with that the name for the band
0: the name? Well, I mean, we brainstormed some things for a while, and it was just like, you know, at the time, my drummer was Kevin Horner, who was the drummer for the band for most of the time. Not on this one. I used Carson and Granite Studio Musicians, but... I remember he was just going through a rough divorce and, you know, things were kind of on the rocks for me and my relationship. And we always thought, like, you know, when we got together to jam, that was where, like, we got our sanity back and escaped everything. And that was our circle. And there you had it. It was the circle of sanity. (laughs)
1: yeah it's um <laughs> it's, it's it's so aptly named you know um so did, yeah. did, did so did you that help i mean I'm, I'm sure it helped having a band and a place to release your frustrations
0: yeah music always helps you know and yeah. i mean doing it most of my life it's like there's been times when i've been on it playing every day and writing and and there's been times where i've laid it down for i mean not too long of a time but you know a few weeks or a month without playing guitar you know just usually when i'm not inspired to do it like through covid it was like you know i mean i love to play and i guess some people quarantined and played a lot but for me it was like there's no gigs to play i'm not preparing to do anything and i just kind of did other things a lot of the time
1: yeah like how did you how did you keep busy if you you weren't doing music like what we what were you occupying yourself with um
0: You know, I mean, I still played here and there, but I like stock trading. I do that. I mean, I day trade these stocks. I'm a real estate agent, so there's always my work. And doing that, um, I have a nice Harley. I like riding, you know, riding with friends and doing that. Yeah. And my girl and I traveled a lot in uh 2020 i remember just starting the summer and being like we need to get out of pennsylvania and go somewhere where it's not all shut down we got in the van drove to georgia (laughs) went to her friend's house there and went to tybee island and it was great you know and we just traveled a lot
1: excellent excellent and yeah the uh the flights were just ridiculous i mean it it was so cheap I, i i went from nashville to new jersey for uh over the holidays, I think I paid like um, forty-five dollars for a round-trip ticket. You know, it was wow. just insane. You know, it, it was is. the time I went and all that. But um, I don't think we'll ever see this again. You know, flights this cheap. You know, so I've been wa- I've been watching them the last couple of weeks, and they're creeping up pretty pretty big time um, with these states opening up. I think everyone's ready to explode. You know, just like get out and go go wherever they want to go. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: time. I mean, people can't live like this. It's against the human condition.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, why don't we just give everybody a little flavor here and uh, let's break the silence? Here we go.
2: of least resistance The sound of your trains in the distance
1: Yeah, Break the Silence, man. Nice tones on the riffs and the solos there, um, you know, all throughout the song. And then you got a little little heavy at the end that changed tones. But a really good feel to this song and I uh, really enjoyed this. Um, tell us about Break the Silence. What's the, the metaphor behind the title, if there is one?
0: Um, there is. I mean, it's basically about somebody that you can't really reach. Until they're ready to be reached and then they kinda crash in, you know, and and then they're unavoidable when you when you've been trying to reach them the whole time and then, you know, they break the silence and crash through the door and then it's like all there is.
1: But then but then is it like does it turn into the thing that wouldn't leave? Is it one of those?
0: (laughs) Um, well it's left open to interpretation, which I do on purpose in most of my songs. I don't want to be too definite in the meanings because I want more people to be able to apply their own life and experience to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, where did you uh, record this? Is this done right in Pennsylvania?
0: It was. It was done yeah. at Think Loud Studios. Who? Um, part, well, Carson and Grant, the guys that played bass and drums on that, are also the bassist and drummer for Galactic Empire. Did you ever hear that? No,
1: I haven't. I got them written okay. down here.
0: Yeah, they're like... Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a gimmick band, but one of the best gimmick bands you'll ever see where they dress up like Darth Vader and the Emperor and Stormtroopers and they play metal versions of the Star Wars music. And I mean, it blew up. They were in Europe playing for 30,000 people. They toured Australia. I mean, they're recognized actually now by... You know the star wars corporation and you know you'll probably hear some of their music in the new whatever comes out from here on having to do with star wars but they're also when what they started out as really great producers and they had their own studio in lancaster which was called atrium for years and then they partnered up with chad taylor from live you remember live yeah sure yeah yeah so that was his building and his studio. So it was like both of them, you know, he'd be in studio A, we'd be in studio B, and um, we cut the record there, just the three of us. They produced it. We, you know, I helped in production and mixing, you know, and ideas and stuff. And I tracked vocals, all the guitars, um, a lot of the bass I wrote, but Carson actually tracked it. And then Grant did all the drums. I mean, he did them all in one afternoon. Wow. <laughs> editing and tracking. Yeah. That's yeah. the way
1: to do it, you know. When you get in there and you're you're hot on it, just you know, go to town on it. You know, that's how they do things down here, down in Nashville. Yeah. Um, tell me about uh, your writing process, Josh. Um, you do you, like hit these songs with a production approach, or do you do you kind of suss it out with an acoustic guitar and work on melody, or is it just you know whatever whatever comes along? How's how do you approach worth- your songwriting?
0: It's whatever comes along. Generally, though, it starts with the guitar riff. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes I'll just be sitting there with the acoustic and I'll come up with something and immediately know that that should be on an electric. So I'll I'll just move it over there, put it on electric. Other times I'll be down with the electric, just riffing through some things. And, you know, my phone is full of probably 30 or 40 samples of little bits and pieces of riffs and, and things. And every now and then I'll come up, you know, I'll have a song where I just come up with it much front to back in a short amount of time and then there's ones like mortal coil which was you know that main riff and then i was like well i went back into my samples and i thought well this will fit with it that'll fit with it this will go with it and i need to write a good chorus and i mean that song was two years in the making
1: really you know? and well we yeah. should we should play that one today i was going to play um yeah. i had i had state the state wave uh the state actually up here and um What else did I have? Uh, Ride on. But, um, you know, we got time for three. If you want, we could swap one of those out and play... uh mortal coil i mean if if you're it's up to you, know, you. i mean that's you know. over
0: six minutes too i don't know if that matters but it's a lot longer than well those you
1: songs, we so. we got we got time for three so it's your call it's your show
0: <laughs> yeah well why don't we do that since that one's the heaviest one why don't we do that yeah why don't we do um and then break the silence is probably the more mellow the other side of the spectrum and then the state in the middle
1: okay we we could do that
0: or ride on i mean ride on i think is more you know the state's more like toolish heavy riffy seven eight timing really cool and then ride on's more like just a straight down the middle fastball rock song you know that everyone should be able to get and probably has my favorite guitar solo in it that i did on the record okay
1: we we could definitely do that so uh for now let's just play mortal coil here we go (laughs) All right, tell us about that. First of all, the tone. What are you using on that? <laughs> there's there's a lot of your music that reminds me of Metallica, and please take that as an ultimate compliment because I love those guys. I think they're who amazing. wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> they're they're, one of the greatest bands of all time. Yeah, they're 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 killer. I never get tired of, of hearing the when they came out with that black record. I can't remember the name of it. The um, it was all black. Uh, yeah, the black album. The black album, That's, of course. Yeah. yeah, and and it was yeah. just. That was like the, that was the dark side of the moon of their you know of their catalog. I think yeah. it was just a groundbreaking record. Really great
0: when they got together with Bob Rock.
1: Yeah. So tell us about Mortal Coil. Like, give me give me a, an example of uh, of what you use as far as gear on this to get that to get that opening. You're using a really crunchy uh, tone there in the intro. Yeah, it's my uh,
0: EVH amp with uh, my humbucker telecaster
1: okay all right yeah. nice it very just, nice
0: yeah i mean that thing just has the heavy you can go heavy heavy and then when you hear those sweet little licks that, that i do before each verse and break the silence that right. is the same guitar with a bogner i think he set me up with a Bogner. that was his amp head and tone that he put and it's just like wow you hear what he did there and it's just the sweetest it's like a fendery you know really rich tone yeah i don't know and and that that amp had a lot to do with it like he knew right where to go with that tone and if he put me in the room with that amp i probably wouldn't get back to that tone yeah (laughs) i would need him you know isn't that something How crunchy stuff is the evh
1: yeah sometimes yeah. you know it's hard to replicate you know a sound let me I mean you know as a guitarist, a fellow guitarist I know I know what goes into creating your own distinct and unique and personal sound. I mean there's you know people out there who who are not guitar players there's endless hours that go into finding your tone like it just takes forever yeah. and then you finally you finally find it and then it's just a constant refinement constantly to you know to kind of you know, get different moods out of it, but you you tend to go for certain sounds that um that enhance your music, you know, and that's totally yeah, it's something that uh, that's an art form in itself, just doing that.
0: For sure, yeah, and I mean, I've always been more of a like, you know, I, I mean, I like Fender, and I I had a few, and it took me a while to find one that I like the tone of because a traditional Telecaster with the single coils just way too twangy and thin. And I just, I could never find it. And the same with a Strat. I mean, I had two nice Strats in my life and I, well, I appreciate them and what they do. And it sounds like David Gilmore gets out of it. I just maybe never had the right rig to get to that, but I was always more leaning toward the Jimmy Page slash, you know, PRS Les Paul kind of tone. Right. And with that Fender, I just thought, you know, I I wanted something that had that kind of nuts but still had some fender tone and that, that one is just perfect with that. Yeah. It just hit it right, right on the head. So. Yeah.
1: It's funny. I was reading a, a blog a while ago and, uh, you know, they were talking about these guys, it was a music, uh, paper or something. These guys were trying to emulate the tone of David Gilmore. And, you know, they were all going out and buying, you know, racks and gear and just trying to figure out like what he had and buying all the same things. And, and, uh, You know what they don't understand is you know a lot of that is not just the gear it's it's the way david his attack is on the string his the way he mutes it with the pick and the finger it's the fingering it's the you know it's a thousand different things that makes a tone so just buying the gear is not going to make you you know like get the sound that that he can make you know just like everybody's voice is different you know our singing voices and everything so Totally.
0: Um, Except now with the new fractals and all those things they have with four thousand sounds, you probably can just dial it up and be pretty damn close yeah, it's these get, days anymore. It's
1: getting scary about how, you know, the humans are being taken out of the creation of music, it seems. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm afraid uh, you know, we're heading towards that, maybe not for another ten or twenty years, but it's it's coming really fast, you know. So it and, is.
0: And I'm personally not a fan of the you know, I mean I like I get it, you know, to have This piece of equipment where you don't even need a cabinet, you don't need speakers, you just plug it into the house system, and you got four thousand tones. And if you want Neil Sean tone, you just push the Neil Sean button. (laughs) Yeah, that's great and all, but there to me, there's no substitute for. Celestian speakers just pounding the air with a Marshall head or a EVH. Like there's no, there's no substitute for that. Yeah. I will continue to carry a speaker cabinet around (laughs) until I'm not here anymore.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I still have the Marshall with the Celestians and uh, you know, music man amps. I've been buying them for a long time and, and it's it, there's something about that natural tone, which is just great. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, and, and, One of the things I really appreciate is when I have people on like yourself who actually play and actually refine their craft and work on their chops, you know, and when I have especially like the youngsters who come on who are actually, you know, working on you know, refining their their musical abilities. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's just a joy to see that. You know, because Definitely. yeah, it's like that's what it's all about. It gives you such a feeling of accomplishment. You don't get that if you're just running a piece of software. You're never gonna feel well, that. Well, exactly. Way. Yeah, tone
0: will never substitute for that. And that was the thing. Like I've never been a gearhead. Yeah, I know very little about it. I've always been about just playing. Right. Just give me a good quality tube sound. You know, with a little reverb and some crunch speakers, and I, you know, that's yeah. it for me. I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're off to yeah. the races. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: so, what are your plans, uh, Josh, when this this thing as it's starting to lift? Um, have you like plotted any trajectory as far as? Looking around for like um, for like a, uh, a touring situation or just getting out and playing anywhere. Yeah, have, you, have you been, yeah. yeah? So I would
0: do it. I mean, if it makes sense, you yeah. know, I mean, obviously that's all been shut down, so it hasn't even been a thought. But, yeah, I mean, you know, this day and age, I guess you really want to build up some kind of demand with the power of the online thing, yeah. you know, right? And, you know, hopefully that you can do that and have it make some sense to travel somewhere. And not have three people show up because they've never heard of you. Now, you know, and I work with Gene Foley. That's who hooked us up. I mean, he has things where he can hit up different managements and say, hey, you know, can these guys buy on your tour? and Maybe we just do a little two week swing in the tri-state area, you know, and build up a following and playing live that way. So I would think that would probably be my way. Yeah. You know, once we get back to that. Right. Um you know as far as Carson and Grant go i don't think those guys would be coming along for that grant just had a baby carson you know they have a lot of work in the studio they're not touring musicians they're more producers even though they're very talented yeah. you know in their musical abilities that's not really what they're looking to do is be running around all over the place and not be with their families yeah so i'd you, have to pick up some musicians willing to do that but i only need two a good bass and a good drummer and i'm good
1: that's what i was going to ask is is can you pull this off three piece um do you need a second guitar or not not really yeah
0: nope, always did i've been in trio it's been a trio most of my career most of my time doing music i i can you know i, I can do it and pull it off with the trio which is great because people, you know it's like rush you know they're like wow it's only three guys doing all that there's nowhere to hide when you're in a trio. Everybody's yeah. got to kick ass, or it's no good.
1: Yeah, you should so. um, you should check out. I think two episodes ago, I had on Dream Aria, if you like uh, you know that type of set, like a progressive sound. They're from Canada, yeah. and okay. they they do the same thing. They do a very stripped down with. Uh, only I think three and a singer and she's, you know, they're sort of like Renaissance or something and uh really, really excellent. But they, you know, they had those kind of heroes. And uh it was remarkable the, the work that Rush did. You know, the like you know, combining like playing bass and synth and then structuring the songs accordingly so you could do them live and it yeah. all made sense. You know, it all made musical sense. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think I even saw Geddy Lee use his nose a few times to manipulate the microphone above his keyboard. (laughs) I mean, he could do anything.
1: Like, you use what you have, right? (laughs) Yeah, and he had one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got
0: a good nose, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, very sad when Neil, you know, when Neil passed, and it's like, well, now you know, after 40 plus years, it's really over. Yeah. Which was hard to take, man, because they're definitely in my top three for sure i don't know know how they could
1: they could really go on without him i mean he he wrote all the lyrics and and he was such a incredible drummer for like you know trying to put somebody in that seat would be would be almost impossible
0: yeah and you know there's drummers out there that could do every single lick of what he does yeah but it would be disrespectful to replace him yeah and he said that he just goes there's no replacing anybody in this band you just yeah. can't do it yeah. you know and I, and I have a different opinion for zeppelin and john bonham i think they absolutely should have got somebody and going on yeah because they were way they had so much music left that we just didn't get yeah and i'm sure john would have wanted them to continue i really believe that
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah guys mm-hmm. like that are hard to uh hard to replace Hey, um. Yeah. So, so, what do you like to do? Like you said, you like to travel with your girlfriend and uh, and do stuff yeah. like that. Do you you like to get out and do like any kind of hiking, climbing, any sports? Like, what's your what's your chill oh, stuff like? uh,
0: Well, we play tennis. I mean, I love yeah. golf. She doesn't oh, yeah. golf, but I, I golf. Yeah, um, I've always loved golf. Um, riding the Harley, love doing that. That's fun. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I just got it out. Today we have our first like 60 degree day. I was out on it about an hour
1: ago. Yeah. For the
0: first time since all the snow, so
1: Nice. So, yeah. yeah.
0: We like that um just checking out restaurants, wineries, breweries, things like that. Yeah. Um beaches, you know, we usually get down to Jersey beaches and like I said this past year we hit Tybee Island down in uh, off the Savannah off the Georgia coast. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, that's I haven't. Yeah, no, I, so, I did a
1: lot of Jersey, Jersey Shore, you know, Florida on the West Coast. Uh, something about the Jersey Shore is kind of cool. Um, you know, as a kid, I was there growing up all the, you know, growing up summers, going down there a lot, you know. So that yeah. stays in your DNA, you know, there's no getting rid of it that. It does. It
0: <laughs> totally does. Yeah, and we've been talking about coming down your way. I mean, we like to road trip it and just kind of stop places along the way. So we wanted to do a Gatlinburg-Nashville swing Maybe this year, we'll yeah. see how Things go Gatlinburg but, yeah.
1: is absolutely awesome. Uh, I yeah, was there yeah. last year. I was almost going to go a couple of weeks ago, but we got hit with the snow. Of course, yeah. in Nashville, I moved down here to get away from all that. And what do we get? We get an <laughs> ice and snowstorm. You know.
0: Well, at least and, you didn't get out of power like down in Texas. That no, awesome we were there. we were
1: very lucky. I was worried about my son. He's in Austin, and uh, he yeah. he escaped the whole thing. But um, the th- the really funny thing about down here. The way people handle that is like they just shut down. They don't even they don't even call anybody to say you know hey I'm, they just park the cars and that's it. Yeah, we don't come well, out. I of park the house. mine
0: too. <laughs> I have a four hundred horsepower charger. It doesn't go in the snow. Really? So I park too. Yeah, but, but you know, in real estate, I don't have to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, why? I don't. I'm fine with just putting on some food in the crock pot and having a bottle of wine and just chilling.
1: Yeah, because I have yeah. um. You know, being that I'm from the Northeast, of course, I would never have anything but a four-wheel drive. So I went out to, you know, look for a place to get a bite to eat, maybe some lunch and everything. And the, the roads are really still very tough. They don't really plow everything down here. And uh, I finally get to the restaurant. It took me an hour. and They're closed. They just, everybody was closed. Everything just closed. <laughs>
0: And then you're like, shit! You're driving like, through McDonald's, all that for just for a,
1: you, I was a like, Big Mac. Yeah, you got to be kidding me! This is two two and a half inches of snow. We don't, you yeah, know, that, we don't even bat an eye at that up home, you know, funny. where I'm from. But that's the way they do it. So, um, give us a, a little little uh, peek in the studio, like when you guys go in. Um, what's it like doing a recording, as far as? Do you guys just do everything all live together, or do you track it? No. How do you how do you do it?
0: it? Yeah, track it. I've done both. Yeah, I mean, I've done both. The record previous to this one was done that way, where we all you know had different tracks and we, and we were playing together to a, a click, you know, and just going through it that way. I think tracking you know individually is a lot better.
1: Yeah, I just do. You get more um, so, more yeah, control.
0: Yeah, I had I had all my demos down that I did here that I that I did to a click. So they lined them up, you know, put them up top so we had, you know, all the time signatures and the click tracks all there and then they just had me track guitar, everything but solos basically and uh, you know, once that was down, Grant took it home and with the drums he Try, like every he did everything on trigger pads. What you heard on there was the first and last and only time he ever actually played a drum kit to that music. Really? Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, most bands are you know practicing in their practice space and going through it and developing. He was talented enough to take basically one listen to it, spend a night with it, put it all on trigger pads where he wanted to face it. He wrote it out like that.
1: Like okay. Not
0: actually playing it. And then you can make that real with the triggers so then he did that and then he learned it and the next day he came in and played every single thing in one afternoon perfectly edited it tracked it and that's what you hear the one and only time he ever played that music
1: so I'm hearing like I'm hearing this double bass riff going on like uh it sounds like double bass drum at the end so are those triggers or those actual drums that he's using
0: no they're actual drums like okay. he, he only triggered it out to write it
1: gotcha. and okay. then once
0: he wrote it he you could there was an actual drum track, but it was all the computer triggers. Yeah. We have actually a copy like that. So that's how he learns it. He writes it out like that and then he takes it home and it, that's how it gets in his head. And then it's when he comes in the next day, he can play it. Wow. So that's how that went. <laughs> and the one and he did that and, and really he was so natural about it. And it's not even like exactly the kind of music he plays, per se. Like he can do whatever. But you know, and through the whole thing, there was only like maybe two or three spots through all six songs where we, we had to talk about it. And I was like, well, you know, that's really not what I was here." And there. Why don't we try this? And I had to guide him a little bit. But for the most part, he hit everything right on the head. And uh, the only thing I wrote, like I actually wrote the drum part for the solo Immortal Coil. Yeah, what you hear from when the guitar lead starts, all that I triggered that whole thing out with the polyrhythm, you know, and I I wrote that whole drum part and then he learned it and played it. But other than that, it was all him, and that's how he did it.
1: Very cool. Yeah, really awesome. Cool. Hey, let's play. Totally
0: different than any other way I've ever done it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've never. You're the first person's ever shared something like that. I had no idea that. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure other drummers do it, but I've never heard of doing it that way. It's pretty cool. Um let's play right on. ride on that that was very cool and and that metallica type riff like that you open with it just sounds it sounds really awesome and that's the song that i was remembering that double bass uh at the very end i think he was was, you know hammering away on that very very Mm -hmm. cool
0: yeah he does it in the state too in that nine eight timing part interlude yeah. Where it's yeah. like, <clears throat> I mean, he's just like running away. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah. That must be a rush working with these guys. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It was
0: the best recording experience and, and came out to be the best product I've ever been a part of, you know, in every way. Yeah. Sound-wise, music-wise, you know, all that. You
1: did know? you did you master these at the same place? Because they sound they really did. polished. Yeah. Yeah. They're Ex- just amazing at that. You Excellent know? job. Yeah. A lot of people don't put um, enough emphasis on that. You know, if they get a good product, they say, yeah, we're done. You know, but really mastering it—if you've got a really, really great mix, you know, folks, master it, get it mastered. A lot of people don't, you know, pay attention to that. Yeah. Hey, did you um, did you get COVID or did you escape?
0: I don't know. I might have had it in February. Yeah. I never got tested. I mean, yeah, you know, so no, I. Uh, maybe, but I don't really know for sure. Yeah,
1: I was just, I was just curious because you know I'm talking to a lot of people around the country and around the world actually. That uh, you know, and I just ask out of curiosity sometimes. You know, if uh, if somebody got it or not. I got it over the holidays and uh, got it pretty bad, but I didn't have any lung problems, so I'm I'm immune. You know, for now. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I'm well, yeah, good. and I know some people. You know, like you know, my fiance's sister had both her sisters had it. No big deal. Over yeah. it in a couple of days. You know, even Trump at his age was over in a couple of days. Yeah. And, you know, and, and my friend's mom just passed away supposedly of it. But I know she was in and out of the hospital with all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. So could it have been a comorbidity? I heard there's a lot of fudging with that going on. Who knows? Yeah,
1: but, I know people moving yeah. that into the COVID columns, a lot of uh, political uh, craziness going on with that. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. Hey, tell us about. Uh, I see you're on Spotify. Congratulations, you got some some good downloads and listens on there. Building up your platform, uh, really awesome. Do you spend much time on that, or you just you know do you, do you go on and do playlists at all?
0: Well, I have Gene doing that for me. Oh, is he part oh. of the camp? Great. Yeah, Part of the campaign of what he's doing, you know, along with getting me these kind of spots and interviews and press is is that working on Spotify playlists and excellent you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do what I can. He, he helps out and, you know, you yeah. yes, can always do more. But it's like today there's so much predatory, you know, pay us and plays and it's bots and it's not real. Fan. It's like you almost don't know where to go to have, you know. to to have it be legit, you
1: know? Yeah, you got to be really careful with that. I had a really wonderful artist on here, and she got shut down, and so many did, and she said it was was unwarranted. Um, And I I believed her, but um, all of these people that are... um, all over instagram saying you know sign sign up with us and we'll get you you know a million spotify plays you know right. and if you dig in and really look at the the brand and the platform they're not about that you know they're they say no we don't we don't subscribe to anybody being able to buy their way into spotify it just that's not the platform that we built it's like you right. have to do it the right way you know and there are ways to do it. You can reach out to you know people who build playlists and who've gotten traction and and do with that. But um, but we—that's yeah, what
0: Gene's trying to do. Yeah, I don't know who to reach out to to do. That's what I mean. It's tough to navigate. You could reach out to somebody and they could just be you know a bot programmer and just ha- you know or who knows. I don't know.
1: Well, you but, reach out to the, me at the Dharmic Evolution because <laughs> we actually just started. Uh, uh, a couple of months ago, we started playlists for the people who have been guests on this show. So that's nice. the only way you get on. I'm I'm making playlists of uh, only thirty songs per playlist, and then what right. I do is I title them after the name of a star. Like there's we have the uh, Aquila, that's a star constellation, and then the other one's called Orion. And uh, so rather than say. You know your number whatever or your your you know uh, Dharmic Rising Stars playlist number one or playlist number two. I titled them uh, after star constellations because music shouldn't be about competition. It should be about you know people who make good music and we want to we want to promote them. So oh, yeah. awesome. so That's so we're gonna cool. make That's a really cool idea. Yeah, we're doing we're yeah. working on number three right now. But we've with all these shows we've had. Uh, over three hundred, and you know, three three songs per show, and we used to do four. Um, it adds up to a lot of content, so it's just another way to help you know other artists out there get a little bit of a leg up and get a little more notoriety, you know. So, Ooh. so uh, so actually, you can give me your favorite song that you would like to put in, and uh, we'll get it into uh, when your when your show is uh, broadcast. We can we can drop it in so. You want to make that call now,
0: um, <laughs> or do I you want mean, to think
1: it over? You could, you got time to think well, it over because
0: yeah, I mean, I think um, you know it's it's tough because like don't dream it's over. Obviously, I didn't write that, but you see all these bands like you know Bad Wolves doing zombie and and, and uh, you know Blacktop Mojo covered Dream One. Have you heard that? No, no. Those guys record. I think they record around where I. Oh my goodness! I mean, just an awesome. I mean, that kind of thing can launch you. You know, and then have people come back around to what you write. So it's always such a tough call. You know, it's like, do I want to put that out there because people already know it? And in music, people want to automatically hear something they know. Yeah. Or do I put, I mean, you know, if I was to pick out the most radio friendly one, I would pick Ride On probably or Poison Pill. Those are the okay. two that are probably the most radio friendly, you know.
1: Why don't you so, do this, uh, Josh? Why don't you talk it over with Doctor Eugene, and then just get back to me, shoot me a note, say, "Hey, this is the one I want," you know. So uh, you can you can think it over.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's not. I, I would say, right, I can make that. Right on? I'd say, do right on. Okay, yeah,
1: right on. There that. is, baby.
0: Because you know that one caught your ear, you know. Yeah, I liked and, it.
1: I liked so. it. Yeah, I like yeah. them all. Um, so so. No, another album have you been you said you you're writing a little bit sporadically here and here there do you have like a a schedule for putting together another another record soon or what, um, what are your thoughts
0: n- nothing set in stone i mean i yeah. definitely have the songs not that they're all you know polished and, and ready to go but i think I, you know i really like the format of the ep you know and i, I do like the old school full-length album thing but Gina and i talked about it. know years ago and and he said you know even with the with things going digital and having more of that it's better to come out with EPs do five songs and you come out with something more often yeah keeps you more relevant rather than having you know 13 songs and then three years goes by or something like that right so um, yeah I mean they're there and I definitely want to record again and I would ask those guys and, and really keep that formula and do it the same way um you know one cover and five originals probably right and uh we would when i was playing out with uh with kevin and the guys before kevin stopped playing we had a killer version of strange days by the doors
1: oh and nice that
0: would that's probably what i would you know it was heavy like you know yeah. of guitars and pounding the toms and it was just really a cool heavy version of that and I've always been a Doors fan since I was very young so yeah. I thought I'd do that as a cover and you know
1: see Me too I, I love, love the Doors there. they were they were awesome mm-hmm. Um Getting down to the end here just want to know if you have any kind of words of wisdom anything you want to say uh, about anything about the band about your writing about any kind of counsel you can give to up and coming uh, songwriters who are, um, you know, trying to make their mark in this world yeah. of music. Anything you want to share with us before we say our goodbyes? Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the number one thing, and I always said this, Never. there's never been a time that I sat down writing a song and said, will other people like this? Not once. All The only question in my mind is at the end of it, do I like it? Would, would I buy this? Would I be impressed with it? And I don't know if that sounds selfish, but that's really the only way you can stay true to yourself is to not worry at all about what anyone else is gonna think of it.
1: Yeah. It's I so, mean it's pretty so, simple, but
0: I really think that's the key to just getting it getting it out the way it should come out as for yourself as an artist, and then you just have to throw it out there and let it be what it is.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wise, uh, wise counsel from you, Josh, because there was someone years ago said something about, listen, you know, if you're a performer and a songwriter, make sure you really love what you do, because you're going to have to play that song (laughs) over and over for the rest of your life. So make sure you really dig it. So that's well,
0: you hope so. Yeah, I mean, that's what you hope. You know, Steve Miller almost threw out the Joker. Oh, he wasn't really? even going to put that on the record. And yeah. he said, what are you, nuts? He's like, I don't even like that song. It was a joke. Yeah. They were like, no, 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 no. You're going to put that on the record. That's what happened. <laughs> now he has to play that song for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's And I'm true. sure he's not complaining. <laughs> he
1: probably got into it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, it was a real pleasure. Uh, really thank you for taking the time out to be a part of the Dharmic Evolution. And uh, I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your music uh, moving forward. Thank you. And same to you. It's been fun. That was Josh Sapna from Circle of Sanity. Hope you guys enjoyed that show. Check out all the show notes for the links where you can find and support Circle of Sanity. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, But right now, I'm going to leave you in a state of grace.
3: Deprecate. It's just not my state I refuse to evaluate My heart holds no hate I will not participate I'm in a state of grace I'm in a state of grace You must have on a Mississippi moment So where y'all dad It's just not my state. I refuse to work.